This is the TJ Show. On Friday, if you were listening, you heard I almost completely lost my voice. I wasn't feeling great. Yeah. And so I went home, I got some rest, and I knew because I hadn't heard from my mom. She had no idea that I was under the weather. <laughs> and so I want to show you what happens. The second she hears that I might not be doing well, she picks up on it. Mom, she is no, like, TJ. She's like an FBI investigator. Mm-hmm. And I called her, and sure enough, that's what happened. Listen to this. This is my phone. Hey. Hey. TJ. How are you doing? Why do you sound weird? Why do I sound weird? <laughs> Seconds. Two words. She knew. My mom really knows me. What do you mean? Are you sick? Oh, I lost my voice today. <clears throat> Uh-oh. What happened? Life be lifing. Facts. What? I said life be lifing. You said life be what? Lifing. <laughs> life it? Life in. I didn't hear what you uh, anyway. Is there, she just blows past that. <laughs> Has no idea what I'm talking about. Can you explain what life be life in mean, Jabo? That's when life is on overtime, man. It's just throwing you everything. Yeah, I heard someone say that recently. I was like, I might as well use yeah, it on my life mom. Be life in. Dude, are you going to the doctor? You might have an infection. I, I learned from dad. You don't need to go to the doctor. No, bull. You don't listen to him. How you doing, Jay? I hear you sick. I yeah, see my dad overhears the conversation. <laughs> yep, I'm going to make sure that I give the doctors at least three weeks before I go. <laughs> nice. Yep. See, my dad went three weeks. He had a horrible infection, and he kept getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah. I feel so much better today. I don't think it's what my dad had. That's exactly what I would do. Yeah, and There's then no yeah, you see. did, and then look what happened to you. See? And then, not, not only that, but he's still sick, and he thinks, I don't know what he's doing. See, I got the attention off of me and diverted it to my <laughs> dad. So, you don't, don't take advice from him. Well, he finally went to the doctor, and they made him more sick, I'm sure. No, yep, they exactly. didn't make him more that's sick. That's you know, exactly what happened. You know, what it, you know what's making him sick? I'll tell you what's making him sick. He goes for these massage people, <laughs> and he's probably picking up germs from the tables that they Well, I'm, I'm done with that. That's not going to yeah, happen anymore. That, he said that ten times already. See, they just make each other afraid all day. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they clean the tables? Who knows? All I know is... I've been sick more than I've ever been sick, and I'm now linking it probably to that as a possibility. My dad is his own doctor. But yeah, what so, if, why don't you link it to pesticides that no. you sprayed? Well, what about the uh, polluted ocean you swam in? That's what I really do think happened. See, that was the original mm-hmm. assessment that he gave himself. He went into a polluted ocean, then he got sick. So now it's turned to the massage tables, and my mom thinks it's the pesticides he uses <laughs> in the yard to keep the grass nice. Yeah, probably. He infected me. I mean, not, to, not to mention that you work in a hospital. So Yeah, but I'm so protected not, oh, in yeah, a yeah, hospital. Yeah, the mask is doing a lot. <laughs> I wear an N95 mask all the time, so I don't get any germs through my mask. Yeah. It's like, it's like airtight. It's like oh, yeah. a vacuum. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. My dad just bails out. He doesn't want to argue anymore. Mind you, your mom's not the one that's sick. It's your dad that's sick. Right, right. <laughs> I got to run. I'm, I got to get some rest. Oh, I'm sorry you have that. Just be careful. Yeah, well. Feel bad at tea. Feel bad at tea. The longer you keep me talking, All right. the harder it's going to be. All right, love you. Feel bad. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Yeah.
Bye. So there it is. If I ever want to be more afraid or worried oh. for my life, I just call my parents. And my mom makes me very afraid. Yeah. When, when I'm not feeling well or something's not going right with me, I won't call my mom. Yeah. Why? Because I know she knows, man. Even if I could be healthy as an ox and I know mentally I'm not doing well or emotionally, she'll just know. Yeah. I'm like, hey, mom. She's like, what's going on? I'm like, what's going on? I just said, hey, mom. She's like, what's happening? I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I start talking and crying. And so I just don't call. Much much easier to hide. Yes. Yeah, you have to put on a show for your parents when you call. Oh, hey. hey what's going on? How you doing? Everything's great. Right. No, I know. I'm with you. On Mondays, I deal with this issue every single week. I'm overhearing all the conversations about football <laughs> yesterday. And I don't know how to contribute to the conversation. So I tasked Kenny with a job to do. I said, please load me up on everything interesting about football yesterday. Did you watch football yesterday, Jabo? Oh, yeah. Okay. Both of you guys, please arm us who don't watch football so we can join in on the conversation. Tell me the most interesting things that happened all throughout all the football games yesterday. We'll start with you, Kenny. Well, Taylor Swift was in attendance at the Chiefs game yesterday. I'm interested. Did you watch, Jabo? Oh, yeah, I watched. What happened this time? My girl Tay-Tay was there. Well, she was there. Brittany Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes' wife, was seated right next to her. Excuse Are you me. getting choked up? <laughs> it's an emotional thing. I mean, I'm such a beauty. <laughs> so beautiful, the relationship. <laughs> what happened to you, Kenny, just now? No, it was a kind bar. It wasn't so kind to me this time around. Oh, you got a little shard of peanut? A little thing. On like, your vocal right, cord? Right in the back, yep. <laughs> happened again. <laughs> That's so Sorry. funny to me. I don't Kenny's know why. always choking on those things. I know. Why do I buy? I got to drink smoothies. Like, <laughs> yes. If you want a smooth broadcaster voice, always go with smoothie. So, yeah. So Taylor was at the game. Um, Brittany Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes' wife, they seem to be besties now. They even have their own secret handshake. And How do you shown. know that? Because they showed it. They showed it on really? the It was super cute. Like when I saw it, I was like, get out of here. Y'all wow. hang out outside of football. So they're getting to know the fam. Yeah, they are. But what I thought was really funny is that after Brittany Mahomes and Taylor did their secret handshake, which is not secret anymore, like the commentators did it too. Uh-oh. And I was like, oh, you guys are kind of lame, but also maybe you're fangirling, so... Is the game becoming a little bit too much about Taylor? I mean, I thought they backed off for a couple weeks and now <laughs> it looks like they're full in. Dude, they had a full-on graphic during the game that showed the statistics of how Travis Kelsey plays when Taylor's in attendance Hilarious. versus not in attendance. What's the difference? Uh, he's playing much better when she's there. Really? Yeah, well, they, they lost. I mean, they've won all their games. The one game she didn't show up to a couple of weeks ago, they lost. Oh my goodness. They, it's like, you can't write this stuff. It's brilliant. Well, yeah, I, and it was something like the little graphic said, you belong with T, oh my God. like as oh, in boy. tight end, instead of you belong with me. I will say this. It's not as bad as it was the first couple of weeks or the first couple of games. I don't know, Jay, but this sounds pretty bad. Well, I watched the game last night. The Chiefs, who did they play? It doesn't matter because they, they the won. Chargers. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The Chiefs won. And um, they didn't pan over to Taylor as much as they did in the past. Maybe like two or three times, whereas before they were always like fixated on her. How about that? So that is, are you saying that's all that happened with football yesterday? No, there's more, but oh, really? <laughs> still involving Taylor Swift. So Jackson oh, Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes' brother, who's probably one of the most hated people on the internet for several reasons, but Taylor Swift fans, Swifties were complaining that he was in such close proximity to Taylor in the luxury box huh. watching the game. But isn't he rooting for his brother, who's yeah, a quarterback? They're all, they're all rooting for the same team, but yeah. just this guy, Jackson Mahomes, is so unliked. Hmm. That, that he shouldn't be anywhere near Taylor. They is don't what want the her anywhere near <laughs> Taylor. Yeah, well, listen, everyone can change, right? Everyone's yeah, true. got the opportunity to change their ways. And, uh, you know, I'm so glad that the early days of my life don't define who I am today. Hopefully the same Me thing too. happens to him. 
There was one funny moment in the Oakland Raiders game. They ended up losing, but one of their receivers made a catch and then got up and started walking off the field. He had the ball in his hand. The referee stuck his hand out like he wanted the ball, mm. and the player just slapped him high five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, what I up, think, homie? was the highlight from on? Football <laughs> Sunday yesterday. So aside from all the Taylor talk, that's the highlight. <laughs> that, that's what I think good, you should take away from Very yesterday. good to know. By the way, we're so grateful to have this edition of the TJ Show sponsored by KFC. KFC's new hot and spicy wings almost go in tandem with football. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of this, you and I, we got in the football move. We were throwing a football around. Were you impressed that I could actually throw a ball to you? Impressed for you, yeah. So you didn't think it was a good throw? I, I, it was a good throw for you, TJ. What does that what mean? What does that mean? I was surprised that you made it further than 10 yards. I, I had the lowest of possible expectations yeah. for you I used to play football. tag football when I was a kid, and uh, I know how to throw a ball. Well, I'm not going to lie. When I saw you throw the ball to Kenny, I was like... <laughs> Pretty impressed. Right. Because you downplay yourself a lot. Yes, producer Heather. Good. I'm glad someone's impressed. Well, to be fair, I'm, I think I might be on Kenny's team. You just call it tag football instead of flag football, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Well, listen, I don't have all the terms. <laughs> this is why I asked Kenny to fill me in. I heard our camera guy, Josh, having a discussion in the hallway the other day, and I feel like I need to rescue him. What's going on? Well, you know, Halloween's coming up. He has right? a one-year-old. Yeah. And there's always that great debate. Do you dress up your one-year-old? Do you buy a costume? Does it even matter? No, you don't dress him up. And Josh, you seem to be on what side? Uh, J-Bo's side. You don't dress them up because they're one. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but your wife really wants to dress up your one-year-old daughter, Mia. Yep, the opposite side of me. Uh-oh. And yeah. it, it costs money to get these costumes. Mm-hmm. How much money? $20.29.89. Okay, and uh, why are you so against it? Uh, because that is a waste of $29.89. Okay, so there you go. So that's where he's at. I agree. Yeah. And so my wife, Jess, was in the kitchen yesterday, and I thought, let me just ask her, because we've been through the same discussion, and I happen to agree with Josh. Thank you. Especially during that time when our first baby turned one. I was like, why are we dressing her up? Who cares? Mm-hmm. And uh, here's the interview that I had. Hello. Hi. You doing the dishes? Yes, I am. Glad it wasn't me doing the dishes. You know my friend Josh. I do know Josh. I care about him very much, and I overheard him talking about how his wife Anne is buying a $30 Halloween costume for their daughter, who's one. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I heard his frustration, and it just brought me back to a different time where I used to be frustrated by that type of thing. Yeah, actually, it's a good reminder. I need to get the girls their Halloween costume. Yeah, and I just want you to explain to Josh. Notice how I just rolled with that? Uh, yeah. It's yeah. still annoying to me, but yeah. I just rolled with it. Mm-hmm. How great is it now that I've decided to throw all logic out the window, and I just go with the fact that you're spending $30 on Halloween costumes, sometimes more, because it's what you do now that you're married with kids. How much better is life that I don't fight it? Yeah, I guess... Yeah, so give Josh an encouraging message to just let go of all logic and just accept the reality that you just have to do this for your wife and your kids. Yeah, I mean, just realize that Halloween has gotten more expensive and every holiday has gotten more expensive. Did you hear that, Josh? Yeah, throw out logic. That's what I heard. Right, you've got to throw out logic in place of peace. Lead with your heart, Josh. You Mm want to support... Your wife, Anne. I mean, obviously, you care very much about what she thinks for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it illogical? Totally. Yeah. Don't tell her I said that, so but you, you get the feeling. Yeah. Just go with it. You just get, And then your life Ugh. is more peaceful because of it. I guess so. I'm yeah. just poorer. Well, but... $30 it's, poorer, though. You got it, big dog. But don't Ugh. see it as paying $30 for a costume. You're paying okay. $30 for peace. For like oh. a little... A little piece of peace. And okay. memories. <laughs> 
three dollars yeah. for memories also. And, and I will say, no, I I will say that I have pictures of my kids from that time in the Halloween costumes. And if I'm being totally honest, which I want to be, I do like the photos, and mm. I think it's really cute. Aww. And at the time, I was not thinking that way. Like, there's one photo of my daughter when she was one. We dressed her up as Little Red Riding Hood, and we Aww. put her next to our dog Luna. Mm-hmm. And it's a moment that I'm so glad we captured. If it wasn't for that dumb $30 costume, we wouldn't have it. And hmm. Luna's the big bad wolf, but she's not a big bad wolf. No. She's a good girl. She's a good girl. This conversation kept going because I have a lot of feelings about Halloween. I suggested we don't celebrate it because it's stupid to begin with. Like getting all this candy is a horrible thing to do to children. And that's not an option, apparently. I don't think. I want you to ask Noah. So right at this moment, my three-year-old walked oh, in the room, oh and she couldn't believe what her dad was saying. But she doesn't understand. Like giving a whole pillowcase full of candy to kids is just never good. It's never good for anyone. Noah, Papa, you're three, and you're looking at me. Is there something you wanted to say about Halloween? Halloween is spooky. Is what? Spooky. Say that again. What is Halloween? Um. Pookie. Did you catch that? Spooky. No, it's pookie. Yeah, no, I caught it. Can you, oh, spooky. <sighs> pookie. <laughs> it's a pretty horrible day, right? What's a horrible day? The day where the kids just go around and they knock on doors and everyone gives them candy. Isn't that just terrible? Uh, well, it's yum to do. <laughs> she said it's fun to do. Was she eating candy when she was talking to you? She was eating a snack bar pretty close. <laughs> Oh, it's fun? I that people like to eat candy. I like that she takes this very seriously. Yes. This is a serious discussion for her, the philosophy of Halloween. They do? Uh-huh. How do you know that? <laughs> because I do lot though. You like to eat candy? <laughs> yeah. All right, love you, Noah. Love you, Otto. Yeah, there you go. Aww, she's then, the best. How do you say no to that? All right, fine. Put on your princess costume. She's going to be, I think, Belle. This year? That's 50 bucks right there, huh? Yeah, it's fine, you know? <laughs> yeah. How do you say no to someone who says they love you also? Josh, I hope you're getting the hang of this. And no, doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I still don't get it. Really never will. But okay. uh, but I'm starting to come around a little bit. I'm starting to see the photos and the value of that. And you'll love that. I know you will. Don't forget, uh, Josh. Throw out the logic. Throw out the your logic. Heart. Turn your brain off. and I, guess, walk. I don't know. <laughs> walk. Just walk forward. Right. This is the TJ Show. I often mention how much I can't stand social media, how it's wasting our time. Nothing great comes out of it. But then when something wonderful comes out of it, I feel bad not mentioning it. Because something wonderful found me this weekend. Oh, what was that wonderful thing? There was a video, and it just once again shows us how amazing nature is. Do you know anything about the honey badger, the animal? No. This might be the coolest animal, like cooler than our dogs, cooler than your cat, Apollo. No way. No, really, I think you're going to agree. You're being disrespectful. Go ahead. There's this, I don't even know how this thing found me. It must just know I love awesome animals. And it was like this nature show, it was a piece of it, it was talking about how the honey badger walks through its life. Can we learn something from the honey badger here? The honey badger fearlessly confronts larger predators. Like literally, will go up to a lion or a cheetah or whatever it's around and just be like, what? What do you want? And it like throws them to such a tizzy, they freak out. It's unusual for a small animal like that to be so aggressive. They have really thick, loose, elastic skin and it serves as a protective barrier. So the predators will try to bite them and it'll like not do anything. And so then it freaks them out that what they normally do to other animals is not working on this little honey badger. They're like the size of a small dog. 
they also uh, have that protective barrier against snake bites. So what happens is snakes will bite them. They take the bite. They wind up killing the snake. Then they pass out. So (laughs) they've killed the snake and they're just now resting because they've got the venom inside of them. And then they wake up and they eat the snake that they killed. I mean, how cool is that? Could you imagine getting bitten by a snake, passing out while the snake is dead to you because you kill it, <laughs> and then you eat it? At least you eat what you killed. I mean, that's only fair. They, uh, they will inflate their bodies, making it really hard for predators to grip them. Like, have you ever tried to grip something really slippery and it keeps falling out of your hands? Soap, yeah. That, yeah, that, they kind of turn into like a weird soap. Their strong jaws can crush bones and tough hides. So, like, I saw a picture of them eating a turtle. Who what? eats a turtle? Have you ever seen an animal that could just eat a turtle? I mean, maybe like a hippo or an alligator. It just and It's just like a little animal. They're very skilled with their claws so they can dig, and uh, they're able to find water when other animals can't find water because it's super dry. They'll just keep digging. How cool is this animal? Um, they exhibit problem-solving abilities and complex behaviors. And then this is maybe my favorite part. They have a reversible anal pouch. When threatened, they push the pouch out, and the smell is so bad that it scares away most predators. Same. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So you you can relate to the honey badger. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I, I just was so blown away by that, and I was so grateful to the internet for sharing that with me. Yes. What's a predator then of the honey badger? Because we everyone has a predator. That's a great question. I didn't gather that. I guess they didn't want to bum me out. Like it seems like the the animal that walks on a cloud, and it it's so, so good cool. To be true. Yeah. So just when you think the internet's wasting all of our time, making our lives worse, turning us against one another, this one, pretty cool. I like that. It's got cool. got to hand it to him, and that was on Instagram. So I got to give credit where it's due. Thank you, Marky. Yes, producer Kenny. <laughs> Now, this isn't the viral video that came out like 10, 12 years ago with the comedian who does the voiceover over the Honey Badger video. No, I've never seen that. Honey Badger Don't Care. You haven't seen Honey Badger Don't Care? I haven't seen that either. No. Oh my God, you guys got to watch that. But actually, one of the lines from this video is that Honey Badgers Don't Care. (laughs) Honey Badger Don't (laughs) Care. Clearly. Yeah. I learned that years ago. So you knew that already? Yeah, but I think we're watching two different videos. I have to show you the video that I'm talking about. Sure, yeah. I want to to know all about honey badgers. And you know, this is what's so frustrating. So I find this out, and I think, oh, my kids would love to watch a show about honey badgers. And so we have, I think it's Nat Geo, right, on Disney? Mm -hmm. And I just search for honey badger, and a bunch of videos come up. And so I start trying to show it to them, and my youngest one has the audacity to say, this is boring, Dada. (laughs) I'm like, do you understand what we're talking about here? Like, this animal can push off these much larger animals, and they're afraid. Don't you think that's cool? As a three-year-old who's tinier than your sisters, wouldn't you want to know a little something about the honey badger? No, it's boring, Dada. Catch her at five years old. Unbelievable. Honey badger don't care. Noah don't care. Noah don't care. I have a question for you. What's up, TJ? Is it too early to start the holiday movies? <laughs> Whatever you decide to do in your household is your business. I, I mean like Christmas holiday movies. In my household, yes. Kenny? For me, it's a little early for that, yes. Okay, well, I was feeling a bit under the weather late last week, and we found ourselves on Friday night saying, huh, what should we do? Do we all want to stare at Dada while he's not feeling well? And they said, how about a movie night? And I was like, oh, that's great. I've been wanting to watch Jingle All the Way with you guys for the longest time. Now, Jingle All the Way is a movie I saw 27 years ago when I was a kid, about the same age as my oldest daughter. 
and they agreed to it, except for one. My middle daughter said, no, it sounds like it's the worst movie ever. <laughs> I love that and girl. she was tantruming and throwing a fit, and when my daughter Willis starts throwing a fit, she starts making sounds like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what you're doing, but we're all going to watch Jingle All The Way. You can join us, or you can stay upstairs making all these weird sounds. And she winds up watching it. Guess who loved the movie the most? Your daughter, Willa. Yes. And I completely forgot what the movie was about. I only knew that Arnold Schwarzenegger is in it. And I've been on an Arnold kick because he's been out promoting his book everywhere. Right. And he was like one of my favorite actors when I was a kid. The movie was so good. It was so ridiculous. It's but a it good was, movie. Do you remember it? No, I just remember watching it and being like, it's a good movie. Oh, and it stayed with me. It's not a doll. It's an action figure. <laughs> and then it's like so cool. You see that they make him into an action star, even in this family <laughs> movie. And it, it was really fun. And then Phil Hartman was in it, which yep. is a name. I just hadn't thought of him in years. Sinbad? Sinbad was in it. Right, I know. So fun. So if you're looking for one to put on your movie queue, I had to pay for it. Then nothing's easy to stream. Like, Nothing. We subscribe to multiple streaming platforms. You'd think one of them <laughs> would give us Jingle All The Way. I thought Disney had it, but they only have Jingle All The Way 2. <laughs> they so, made it too? Yeah, who knew? And then the movies that you don't want to see are the ones that are free. You're like, I don't I want know. to see this. It's unbelievable. Jaybo, what's happening in your world today? I'm pretty sure I have scabs forming on my tongue. Oh boy, what did you eat that well, was hot? That's what happens when you're impatient. I went to this uh, cafe and got some hot chocolate because they make it with milk. And growing up, I made my hot, hot chocolate with water. There's a huge difference, okay? Try the milk. It's amazing. It'll change your life. And so I went to go take a sip because I was being impatient. And I burned the top of my mouth and my tongue. And it's just... I can't taste anything. If I eat anything, it's not pleasant. Yeah, I know how you feel, Jay, but I just made a cup of coffee and I have it in one of these thermoses that keeps it hot for like way too many hours. Mm -hmm. And every time I sip it, I'm being impatient because I don't want to open the lid and let it air out a little bit. Right. It's too much work to take the lid off and then yeah. I got to put it back on. So we, we're just so impatient. We have to constantly work against that and it's hard to do. I eventually took the lid off and I was like, all right, I'm going to let it cool off. And then I went back to it and it was great. Yeah, you pay the price now. <laughs> That's right. Kenny, what's happening in your world today? I was enjoying some holiday festivities over the weekend. I was hanging out with my girlfriend's family and we were carving pumpkins. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. What'd you carve? I carved scary faces. Okay, so mean pumpkin, not a nice one. No, I guess, yeah, one of them was mean. And then the other one, I had a vision for just a face, like a goofy-looking face, and I free-handed it. How'd it work out? It, terrible. Yeah. Just, just awful. I mean, I got to give my girlfriend a lot of credit and her mom. They were so nice and polite to me, going, wow, you free-handed that? I felt like, you know... A little kid getting his artwork put up on the refrigerator. Ooh, what a good job. Who had the best pumpkin? Um, Allison. Your girlfriend, Allison? Yeah. But her She's mom talented. Her mom was great at it, too. She made this kitty cat thing, and Allison did these like expert-level pumpkins. She's, she's quite talented. You feel awkward around her mom? No, no. We had a lot of fun. Yeah? Not at all, yeah. Why would he feel awkward, You DJ? text her. You have her number? I do. Yeah? What do you, what do you send to her? Um, well, I let Allison... I let... Allison's mom know how she was doing on a fishing trip that we went on recently, and she was also asking about my nephew. Oh, wow. Recently. So Aww. she cares about you. I was giving her updates on baby Finn. She tests you at all with weird stuff? No. Never? Yet. No? How's her grammar on the text? Very good. Yeah? Cool. All right. Just want to check. Just want to make sure you're marrying it. I mean, you know, if that happens, <laughs> that you're getting involved with the right know, family. right? This dude. Do you hate the candy element of Halloween like I do? No. <laughs> well, you're I was, a monster. I was not always like this. 
I used to love it. I used to get my friends to get a bigger bag when we would go out. I'd say, no, no, no. That little plastic thing ain't going to do anything. You got to get a Facts. pillowcase. Yes. This was not the expected route. When I was a little kid, I would have never thought that I'd be on the radio talking about how terrible it is that all my kids get these big bags of candy. And then I have to deal with the fights over the candy and the hiding the candy in their pillowcases and trying to sneak it in everywhere they possibly can. That's annoying to me as a parent. So I have officially become the Halloween Grinch. Well, I'm looking forward to this year's Halloween because, TJ, you do have three little girls who are going to have pillowcases of candy. I don't have kids of my own, so I expect for you to bring me some candy this Halloween. Fine. I try to get rid of it, and I, I literally will steal it from them. I will mail it to places that want candy. I do everything I can. It's not stealing. They live under your roof in your house. I know. I know. <laughs> Jabo, it's you always have to steal just a small enough amount that they don't notice, mm-hmm. but enough that they kind of question what's going on. Okay. Like, I All wonder right. where that went. Oh, gee, I must be eating a lot of candy. And they, they uh, usually fall for it. Well, I found this list, the five types of Halloween candy to avoid. Now, I would just say all of them, but if we're going to be fair, we want to be fair to the kids, which I think we're supposed to be. Let's talk about the worst ones. You ready? ready. And I think this applies to adults too, because we all have teeth. Jawbreakers and suckers are particularly damaging to teeth. This is according to a dentist who is in Beverly Hills, California, cosmetic dentist. His name is Kevin, Dr. Kev. And he says that these candies don't just pose a risk of chipping and cracking your teeth. Their prolonged presence in your, in your mouth provides bacteria with a long sugar feast. We know bacteria loves sugar. Mm. My dad loves sugar and bacteria loves <laughs> sugar. Sticky or gummy candies are particularly horrible for you. Oh, those are my favorite. Gummy bears, gummy yeah. worms. Taffy, caramels can be especially troublesome. The sticky nature means they often get lodged in the nooks and crannies of the teeth, making Mm. them difficult to remove even after brushing. And then the sugar residues can promote bacteria growth. Again, that's a big one. That happens to be where I have the most of my cavities are in between my teeth. Now I know why. Look at that. Tooth decay too. Hmm. Sour candies is another one on the (gasps) list. Do you know that many sour candies have a pH level? Also my favorite. They're dangerously close to battery acid. Come on. That's a lie. This dentist is a liar. Well, I don't know about that. Continual exposure to such acidity can cause the enamel enamel to break down. Chewy candies like nougat and toffee can stick to your teeth, providing a breeding ground for harmful bacteria. It seems like whatever sticks around, that's the biggest problem. And then this is a shocking one. Sugar-free candies are apparently terrible because you think they're great, but they often contain this citric acid, which also, without sugar, can still wear down the enamel of your teeth. So what candy does this dentist say we can't eat? Oh, do I really have to read that part? Yes! <laughs> yeah, there is that part, Jabo. Believe it or not. Oh. The seven, and I like how he puts this, the seven less harmful candy options. He doesn't say they're not harmful. Chocolate dissolves quickly. Yes! Less likely to get stuck between your teeth. All right, Number I'll take favorite. that. Powdered candies. Yeah. I don't like pixie sticks, but he says they dissolve quickly in the mouth. Okay. Don't stick around on the teeth for a long time. Smarties, another one. Mm. Yogurt-covered raisins. See, now you're starting Uh, to speak my language. That's not candy. Especially the chocolate yogurt ones. Those are great. That's part of a trail mix. Chocolate-covered nuts. I'm a big fan of chocolate-covered almonds. Like peanuts? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Mini packs of popcorn. Plain or lightly salted popcorn can be less sugary. Yeah, I like the ones that are just... Little olive oil mist. That's what I'm going to give out this year. But popcorn isn't candy. That shouldn't even be on the list. I don't know. Sugar-free gum is apparently okay. Ugh. So uh, there, there's some candy you could jump into. Go with the mini packs of popcorn. That's what That's I'm going to do this year. I love it. Yes, producer Heather, big Halloween fan. 
I roll up to your house and you give me popcorn, you get egged. F- facts. <laughs> no. I'm no. A, same thought. We don't want to egg anyone's house. Uh, you know, on second thought, with the egg prices the way they are nowadays, I wouldn't do that either. Actually, you know what? Good point. If my house is about to get egged, I'm going to go outside and catch the eggs. <laughs> Make some scrambles? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Keep them coming. We talk a whole lot around here about how do we preserve our time? Because when we think about it, our time can actually be more valuable, like way more valuable than the money we're making in any particular job. I mean, just think about it. What we do with our time really determines our future. And this struck up a conversation. You may have heard this last week. Not that we're picking on Kenny, but he always offers this up. If you missed it, here's what Kenny said. You make me seem like I'm addicted to reality television. I watch Survivor and The Bachelor. That's it. Are you addicted to those shows? Probably. Yeah. So I think this calls for some Kenny's calculations. Could you give me an estimate of how much time in your life you've spent watching Survivor and all Bachelor shows, not just one? And can we report on that tomorrow? Sure. And so here we are. That was late last week. And he has taken the time to give us a very accurate estimate of how much of his life he's spent watching reality TV shows. You've gone through all your favorite shows and the different seasons. You put all this information into a spreadsheet. Now you've got the results. How much of your life, Kenny, have you spent watching reality television? So I've been watching The Bachelor since 2020, Pilot Pete's season. That's what started my Bachelor Nation fandom. So I've seen three and a half seasons of The Bachelor... Four seasons of The Bachelorette. I'm on my third season of Bachelor in Paradise. And then, of course, The Golden Bachelor is in progress. So for The Bachelor, I've spent two days, eight hours, six minutes. I've spent two days, 13 hours, 21 minutes on The Bachelorette. Oh, no. One day, 23 hours, 23 minutes on Bachelor in Paradise. And two hours and 66 minutes on The Golden Bachelor. So that's my Bachelor fandom almost a full week of your life has been dedicated to watching the bachelor yeah six days 23 hours and 46 minutes to be precise (laughs) let's just call it a week yeah come on let's stop kenny now i'm I'm nervous about the survivor numbers yeah so survivor is where it gets interesting (laughs) so i watched it as a kid when it first came out and then i fell off and then when the pandemic happened I got back into Survivor. So I have watched 31 seasons of Survivor. Oh, no. Is this cl- including when you were a kid or is this like when you came back on? Yeah, I went back and researched. We have to do a whole calculations on the amount of time it takes me to put together these silly <laughs> lists for you. Because I, that's adding up now, too. So, yes. Yeah, so this is going back to when I was a kid and then all of the seasons that I watched after the fact during the pandemic shutdown. So and you said 31 hours? 31 seasons of Survivor. Okay. There have been 45 seasons total. That's one week, six days, seven hours, and 40 minutes watching Survivor. So almost... Almost two weeks. Almost two weeks. So we can round up three weeks of your life have been spent watching reality television. How do you feel about that? I feel great. I wouldn't take back any of those moments. These have been valuable valuable times tell me that how, I've spent how have they been valuable because it's entertainment TJ how is that valuing your life it brings joy and happiness what's one takeaway from all these reality television shows that you've watched that you've taken away and you're like yeah I've applied that to my life we'll see who has the last laugh when I make it onto Survivor and I win the million dollars and you guys are asking me for money and then I'm gonna have, say nah uh uh have you ever tried to get on in a season no I haven't officially tried yet alright well how are you gonna get on 
You think they're just going to find you? I need to do a couple more seasons of studying, and then I'll be ready. So <laughs> oh, you're so studying. this is research right here. Yes, this is research. Okay. Kenny, so you're just totally fine with that. And I'm not trying to judge the way you spend your time. Are you, you sure? It sounds like you it. You could spend however you want. <laughs> you could spend your time however you want, but that's three weeks of your life. That's not taking into consideration all the Marvel movies. And I mean, you've given us those calculations. Yeah, I've added those. Months. I've added those together too. Not to mention the fact that I just finished watching the Game of Thrones series from start to finish again. That is my fifth time. Yeah, I've seen Game of Thrones all the way through five times. Five times? So that's two weeks, 15 hours, and 10 minutes on Game of Thrones. You know what? I'll give you this, Kenny. Kenny is a great writer, and he is a comedian, and so I want to believe that you consuming all this entertainment has pretty much came out in what you produce. That's true. There's some. I like Kenny for a lot of reasons. That's probably one of them. So I went back and added the Game of Thrones and the reality show to the previous calculations that I've done, which include The Office, DC movies, Harry Potter, Marvel movies, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's 28 weeks, six days, nine hours, and 56 minutes that I've spent watching the shows that I like. It's like a semester in college. Wow. It's a lot of time. It's almost a year. It is. <laughs> That's a lot. Well, Kenny, thank you for doing these Kenny calculations. It's good for us to take inventory on our lives and how we're spending our time. Right. And just deciding, do we still want to do that? And the answer, it sounds like? Yes. Okay. Resounding yes. Well, then I'm happy for you, Kenny. Kenny. Thanks, J-Bo. You can come to lunch. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you very much for, for all that you do for this fine world. This is the TJ Show. Our news, it sounds a whole lot different around here. Our producer, Kenny, he reads through every story he can find. And then he brings us the most interesting ones. Kenny, what is happening in the world on this Monday? TJ, how would you rather spend three plus hours in a movie theater watching Martin Scorsese's new film starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro Mm. or Taylor Swift's Eras Tour movie? Mm. Wow. I don't know that people still have the attention span for long Martin Scorsese movies, which... It's hard to believe I'm saying, because I was the biggest fan, Goodfellas, the whole thing. I spent my whole childhood watching movies. I don't know if the pace of life can handle that. Like, I'm surprised so many people went to go see Oppenheimer. So, personally, I'd probably opt for Tay-Tay. Well, you're not alone, then. Most of America felt the same way. And both films are three-plus hours long. But Taylor Swift's Eras Tour movie is number one for Get the second weekend, bringing in another $32 million at U.S. box it offices. beat the new Scorsese movie? Beat the new Scorsese movie. That one's about three and a half hours. It's called Killers of the Flower Moon. Three and a half hours? Yep. See what I'm saying? That's like, too long. I don't know that that length of a movie can survive in today's world. That's it's way sad. too long. I don't want it to be the case. Mm-mm. I want my long... 10-year-old attention span back where I used to just sit and study these movies. I loved them, and I don't anymore. I don't know what's going on. Well, Killers of the Flower Moon brought in $23 million at American box offices. That is Scorsese's best opening since 2010's Shutter Island. Mm. So a win, but not really a win because Tay-Tay still reigns supreme. Wow. And he did the, the, the Departed, right? He did the Departed. Yeah. Long, remember it, watched it multiple times. The Irishman, which was a Netflix original, that was three and a half, close to four hours as well. super long. How was it? It was good, but towards the end, I was like, bro, you could have wrapped this up an hour and a half ago. You started saying, tick-tock, tick-tock, Yeah, seriously. I want tick-tock. That's exactly (laughs) how I felt, Yeah, I thought there was at least a half hour they could have cut out of The Irishman, and probably at least a half hour they can cut out of Killers of the Flower Moon, but I haven't seen that one yet. Well, I hope he's able to shake it off and just do better next week, (laughs) you know? Hey, (laughs) there's a reason why these songs exist, (laughs) J-Bo. Great wisdom there. 
Kenny, what else do you have? And I love Martin Scorsese. Don't get me wrong. At the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam, they had a limited edition Van Gogh-style Pikachu Pokemon card that they were selling to visitors. Oh, come on. People don't want that. Oh, people want it, TJ. They had to stop selling it because it was causing such a ruckus at the museum. People lining up, people being rude. Other museum goers couldn't see what they wanted to see because they were fighting with Pokemon fans looking for Pikachu. Why is every news story ending with me saying, get out? out of here like I just I can't believe the news anymore that's the world we're in bro it's unbelievable I know well I guess Pokemon never really went away with the rise in popularity of Pokemon Go the app but even going back to the card game of the late 90s we're seeing a lot of stories showing the value of those cards if you kept your Pokemon card collection from back in the day they could be worth Thousands upon thousands of dollars. Unbelievable. Yes, Jabo. Pokemon never went out of style, and if I was still into Pokemon cards, I probably would have been at the museum too. <laughs> mm. She's full of Swifty references. Is that, is that a Swifty reference? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I got to catch okay. up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of Pokemon lovers out there, hey. and <laughs> Kenny, don't you have a hoard of Pokemon cards from your childhood in your parents' home somewhere? They're not mine. They're my brothers. Couldn't you work out some sort of a deal where you find them? And then you get a piece of the action, and then you share it with me, because I came up with the idea. <laughs> Isn't possession nine-tenth of the law? <laughs> and finders, keepers, losers, weepers That's what I'm is talking another about. Yeah, one. seriously. Uh, that is a great idea, TJ. I'll think about sharing it with you, but uh, yeah, somebody's got to find these Pokemon cards. They're in a box somewhere in my mom's basement. Yeah, can you call your mom and like start investigating what's going on there? Because it sounds like there might be some valuable cards down there. There was from the original time when yep. people first started buying them. Yeah, my brother took really good care of them, too. Oh. They were in a binder. Come on, Kenny, and get everything. on that. So yeah, I'll talk to my brother and I'll talk to my mom and yes, I want to <laughs> take all that money. How the heck did your brother at that time as a kid know that these things that look worthless, like they look completely mm-hmm. worthless, borderline garbage, how did he know they were going to be worth something? I don't know if he knew... <laughs> But I'll tell you one thing. We never knew how to play the game, right. so there was nothing else that we could do with them other than put them in a binder. Keep them really nice. That's real. All yep. right, cool. Hey, I love it. I can't wait to hear what happens with that. What else do you have, Kenny? I have another bear video for you to view, TJ. Can't get enough of them. It's a barbecue in Tennessee that came to a stop when a bear crashed the party. He opened up the lid of the grill and took 10 hamburgers while they were cooking. It's funny. It's a hungry boy. Yeah. Can't get enough bears. Do you see the one, Jabo, where the bear opens someone's refrigerator? Like, first of all, the in-house camera catches the bear just in the house. Yeah. And he moves so slowly. He looks around. He goes right to the refrigerator, opens the freezer. Yeah. And pulls out something that he wants, and then he climbs out the window. I saw that. In, like, the clunkiest fashion. (laughs) (laughs) These bears are really funny. Well, this bear had a sense of humor, obviously. After downing 10 burgers, he topped it off with a Diet Coke, you know, because 10 burgers is a lot. Balance, you know? Does he use his claw to, like... Do one of those things. What do they call that when you rush it from the side? Oh, you you're talking it? about... Uh, like a shotgun? A shotgun, yeah. Shotgun, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so he knocked the can over and then lapped up the puddle. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that's how he drinks a Diet Coke. If anyone ever has a bear video, you know exactly where to send it. TJ Podcast, we love them. Can't get enough of them. What else do you have, Kenny? TJ, have you ever been to a comedy show where they take your phone before you go into the theater and they lock it in this pouch? No, but I've heard of it, like with Dave Chappelle. Yeah, and Dave Chappelle is doing Some of these shows were, were some of the first ones to do it. Well, they're doing this at school now. When kids arrive to school, they have to hand over their phones. They're locked into 
a pouch for the seven-hour school day. They get it back at the end of the day. How's that being received? Interestingly enough, positively, at least from the article that I'm reading, although I'm sure some kids aren't thrilled with it. But this is in all schools. No, it's a growing trend in the United States. The company that makes these pouches, they're called Yonder. They cost between 25 and 30 bucks per student. They have now 2,000 schools participating for 2023. So it blocks out any incoming or outgoing calls? Yeah, essentially it blocks everything out. It's not going to be a distraction. One of the psychologists behind this story compared having a smartphone in your pocket. A lot of schools have the rule. You can carry around your phone, but it has to stay in your pocket. Yeah. But they compared having a smartphone in your pocket to going to like a drug detox center and having the drugs in your pocket. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. It is like a drug. There's no two ways about it. Have they seen any benefits from this, these schools? Yeah, one math teacher said, it's a game changer. It's night and day. I saw kids' faces again. Yeah. Mm. And then even another kid quoted in this article said he was not a fan of it when it started. He said the rule was always you couldn't use your phone, but since he had access to it, he was constantly using his phone. Yeah. Now that he doesn't have access to it, he's paying attention in school and is engaged with the conversation. So at least one student sees a positive in it. Well, I feel really bad for the kids that were going through the school system and they didn't have all this data and no one really took it seriously. They were like, ah, phone, what can a phone do? And also at one point, phones couldn't do much. They were just kind of stupid. I mean, they used to call them dumb phones for a reason. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, for years, kids were addicted to these phones in the classroom. It was messing with what they were learning and they're paying the price for it. But as I heard someone say, which I thought is such a great phrase, it's never too late to wake up and catch up. Oh yeah, that's good. So... I just say, you know, if you were a victim of that or you dealt with some of the madness that came, now is the time to pick up and move forward. Like, get the books, get whatever you need to get to that next level. And and there is a future for you. Your school grades do not determine your future. I can tell you that firsthand. I didn't have any phones in school. I got terrible grades because I didn't care. And it didn't determine my future. And I'm really grateful for that. Kenny, what else do you have? There's been an influx of fighting in NFL games this season, and that prompted the NFL to send out a memo to teams ahead of last week's games or ahead of yesterday's games, warning teams that any fights could result in significant punishment, including disqualification. Why do you think people are fighting more in the NFL? I don't have a good answer for that. I mean, it's a very violent game. There's a lot of aggression. But it's always been. It's always right, exactly. been. Like, where's the line? The line's very, very, very thin. Yeah, but this year of all years, why have they ever had to put warnings out before? I'm sure they have. I don't know for sure. My guess would be that there seems to be a lot more taunting and showboating going mm. on, especially in the pregame. And I think that this memo is in a direct result of what happened at the Chargers game last Sunday before the game even started there were fights breaking out on the field so part of this memo is emphasizing that teams must warm up within their own 45 yard line so they're actually trying to separate the two teams as they're warming up pregame as much as possible and players or club personnel can be disqualified for actions that happen pregame and video will be used to determine if pregame actions warrant discipline after the fact. As an athlete, you would think they would want to save all that energy for the game. Yeah, also the risk of getting hurt. Right. 
I mean, were they actually fighting before the game? Yeah, they like would come to blows wow. before the game. And perhaps yesterday we did see one player disqualified who took a swing at another player and wound up hitting a referee who was trying to separate them. Oh in yeah. The head. Oh, keep your hands to yourselves. What my mama says. Wow. Yeah, it's surprising when you've got that much at stake and all that money floating around. You think you would just go and play the game, win, do your thing, and that's the end of it. Yeah. Kenny, what else do you have? Well, speaking of sports, it is an exciting time of sports. Just to let you know, the NBA season kicks off tomorrow, and with that, you'll Let's have go. all four major American professional sports happening at the same time with baseball nice. playoffs, NFL halfway through, NHL kicked off a couple weeks ago. What's the latest with baseball? Ooh, well, tonight we have a Game 7 in Texas. The Houston Astros and the Texas Rangers are tied 3-3. Three to three. That's fun. Mm. And you have the Phillies hosting the Diamondbacks. The Phillies took one in Arizona, so they're up 3-2. If they win tonight, it'll end or force a Game 7 tomorrow if the Diamondbacks manage to pull it And off. that's the World Series. The World Series will start on Friday. Look we'll at see that. Who plays. See, I figured that all out on my own. I'm proud of you, TJ. <laughs> nice job, my TJ. old childhood baseball love. Coming back for that one. <laughs> Kenny, what else do you have? Negotiations between the media companies and actors of SAG-AFTRA will resume tomorrow. Tomorrow will mark the 100th day wow. of the actor's strike. I'm surprised they're still going when the writers are all back, right? The writers are back. That one was 147 days. They've been back for a couple of weeks. Oh, okay. But SAG-AFTRA is still on strike. They represent 160,000 actors and actresses and other media professionals. They've been on strike since July. They had talks that halted late last week, or I should say early last week, when they just couldn't come to an agreement over streaming revenue and the use of artificial intelligence. Hmm. Glad to see that's hopefully going to get ironed out. I mean, it's great that they have writers, and I guess they're getting the shows ready, but they need the actors. The actors, yeah. Yeah, I'm a little encouraged that at least they're resuming. I remember there were some really contentious arguments happening in the writer strikes where they didn't meet for several weeks. So good to see that, yeah, they had to split things up last week, but they're getting back together starting tomorrow. What else do you have, Kenny? TJ, imagine you're waiting for a commuter train and you see a dog fall onto the train tracks. What do you do? Oh, oh my goodness. Nothing. Hope that he's okay. Yeah? You're not going to play hero, TJ? No. No, I never jump on train tracks. Ever. Ca- Captain J-Bar, are you jumping down there to save the I'm dog? I'm going to try to get the people around me to help me get the dog out. Yeah. Oh, okay. What a hero. You're yeah. going to at least rally the troops, right. right? Well, this happened in the UK, and indeed several people sprung into action. Get out of here. And were able to save the dog. Not only that, TJ, this was all cap- captured on surveillance camera, so you can witness the heroics for yourself. Yeah, I, I would love to see the dog survive. My hope would be that the dog would figure it out. But I just, I'm not going to, I don't know what to do with speeding trains coming at me. How, what, do we, what do you do if you don't, Come on, if, you're Superman. Not, if you're not normally around train tracks and trying to survive trains coming at you, how in the world do you do that? Well, I remember in some movies that if you put your ear down to the ground, you could hear the vibrations of the train coming. Okay. Kenny, would you do it? <laughs> I'd like to think that I would jump in and try to save the dog if I could. How's the puppy? How's the dog doing? The dog is is doing absolutely fine. In fact, a representative from the rail company said, we're pleased to see that the dog was retrieved safe and sound. We'll take this opportunity to remind customers to keep well back from the platform edges when trains are arriving and leaving the station and to keep hold of pets. Mm. Yeah, I suppose if there was some clear exit, like if there was a staircase or something that I knew how to get up, 
then you'd obviously have to assess the situation and give it a shot. You don't think you could, like, pull yourself up? I don't know for sure. I do assisted pull-ups. Hmm. Yeah, I, I have, like, 60 pounds of assistance, which I used to be 80 pounds. I've been getting stronger. All right. But I, had to, I have to rebuild. I'm in a rebuilding phase right now. Yeah, I might have some false confidence. I think I should be able to do that perfectly fine, but I haven't done that kind of yeah. lift up in years. I think pull-ups are very important because I always imagine if you're hanging off the edge of the cliff, you don't want to be the person who can't do one pull-up. That's well, a good point. I'm not going to be the person on the edge of a cliff, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> Most people don't plan on being that person, and then it just like, it happens, right? Kenny, what else do you have? Some music publishers have opened a lawsuit against the AI company Anthropic, and they're being sued by music publishers because they say that they have used copyrighted material to train the Claude chatbot. That's the name mm. of their chatbot. I wonder how they prove that. Like, it's a good ma- question. It starts to sound a little too much like Katy Perry. No, so actually I have a case study here for you. So, for instance, it can you can ask this chatbot a question. Like, if you forget lyrics to a song... Oh, I see. You could ask it a question and it will spit back usually the correct answer. However, when you ask it to write an original composition, so... They did an experiment saying, write me a song about the death of Buddy Holly. Mm. Then Claude Chatbot spit back the lyrics to American Pie by Don oh, McLean, boy. which is about that infamous plane crash. Ooh. Well, that's a problem. Yeah. Can't hide it when it literally... Right. It's the song yeah. verbatim. Right. Here's a, an original song. <laughs> Bye-bye, Miss American Pie. That's genius. Wow. Would you... There's a movie about that, right? Where uh, somebody had never heard of the Beatles. Ed Sheeran was Yesterday in it. is the name of that movie. Yeah. Yes. And he winds up releasing Beatles songs, and yeah. it was like... Was it received well in the movie? I don't know. I, yeah, the guy became the biggest star in right. the world and was touring in front of sold-out crowds because he woke up one day and was the only one who remembered the Beatles. Yeah, if there were time machines, that would be a huge problem because people would take these amazing songs, go back right before they came out. It would be very frustrating for the artists. So we have lawsuits against AI companies and soon time machines. lawsuits <laughs> yeah. against you, time machine companies. You think AI is a problem. Yeah. Just wait for the time machines. <laughs> Kenny, thank you for keeping us somewhat informed. That's what's happening. 